This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week in a Fighters Edition episode of Select Start, I give an apology to EA Sports as I give my thoughts on UFC 4, which I consider the best sports entertainment game of 2020, if you could believe that. I also give thoughts on the first episode of AEW's two-point show starring All Elite Wrestling champion Kenny Omega as he answers questions about the upcoming AEW video game that a lot of people are anticipating. Then, in our final stage review... I check out Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid Saga Continues, available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. All this, plus some news on King of the Fighters 15, as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start, with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Welcome to another episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody... Let's be real. This has been a crappy week. This has been a crazy week. And a lot of it is because of what's going on in the real world. And before we even start, I just want to say this one thing. And we're going to move on quickly from this. But one, what happened this week in America. And if you're listening to this outside of the country... There's nothing else I can say. What you saw was nothing short of an embarrassment. Um, it shouldn't have happened. It it really, really shouldn't have happened. That was just insane. The everything from the the immoral aspect, the unethical aspect, and the huge double standard because it had that been and a lot of you've probably seen this on on social media, but if had that been my people and people of color and, and, and black people in general, like we would have saw a whole different result. It would have been a slaughter in that. And I, I, you know, I would like to say that this isn't America, but unfortunately this at this time is America. With that said, I'm hoping that we get a lot of change as of this aspect because it's, it's, it was, it's heavy. It's, it was, it's a bad beat. Um, and we need to change. We need to change dramatically and expeditiously. <laughs> we need to change. Um, it's going to be hard to heal from all this, but I will tell you this. We will change. We will become better. Uh, we need to acknowledge our faults and everything. And once we do that and work together, we will get better. We have to in this case. So with that said, I will also say that to anybody who is creating memes and joking about this situation, first of all, you're an idiot. Second of all, you don't understand the severity of what is going on and to treat it 
lightly with a meme truly means that one you have the you lack the intelligence and understanding and empathy of this whole thing so to those people grow up grow the hell up and the sad part is the people that are creating these memes nine chances out of ten are young adults who don't understand it and is just there to get some type of notoriety and and recognition and acknowledgement on social media this is far beyond anything social media wise you creating memes and even those who are sharing them is just absolutely immoral in my opinion people actually died regardless of what philosophy or political aspect you 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 know are part of people died people made mistakes and they did some idiot things uh on that day but they died so put that into perspective and that's all i'm gonna say about that but let's get over it let's get together let's make it a positive 2021 from this point on and let's make change happen for everybody for the safety of everybody as well but i digress this is select start this is video games and this is what i call a fighters edition episode of select start and uh the one thing missing from gaming honestly has been fighting games and which is crazy because fighting games are my favorite genre of games i am a big fighting game fan i've been you know a fighting game fan for ages i'm not like a hardcore e-league level player but i've always been a fan of the narrative i've been a fan of the character development yeah dating back to the original street fighter you know and just it in play people don't really understand when street fighter came out not the first one, but Street Fighter 2, because the first one was kind of simplistic in comparison to Street Fighter 2, because when Street Fighter 2 came, they brought in a bigger, they brought in narrative. They brought in narrative, they brought in, um, not narrative as much as story development and character development. Each character had their own story, which I love because it means they have a destination, they have a, a journey to go through, and you're playing vicariously through that journey. And I've always liked that. I've always liked that. Like I, my brother-in-law and I used to have all like debates about this, uh, in a sense of, in terms of, I should say, um, character development versus gameplay. And I think they all play a factor together, but it was, in, it was in, in a sense of which one is more important than the other. And it really, honestly, it's hard. It's really, really hard to say that it's almost the same thing as the comic book discussion is the writing better than the art do you buy the the book for the art or do you buy the book for the the dialogue and the narrative and such you know i think they both play a big part but at the end of the day me maybe it's just me because i'm an artist and a designer i do tend to reach on to more of the books that have the better artistic you know um depth if you will if it, it, it the more appeal uh, the visual pill like that's why you know as a 90s you know kid I grew up with Jim Lee and, and Rob Liefeld and Eric Larson and Mark Silvestri and um god you name it just the all-stars of, of of artists you know back then um Mark Bagley you know those guys they drew me in and then second of that you know it was the storytelling but the storytelling still played it because i think without storytelling it's like all right this is great and all but what the hell are they talking about why does this make sense why did this doesn't there's no logic to what they're doing here so they both play a part but you know sometimes some things go more than others and it's and uh, 
in terms of video games and or in, in this case fighting games you know wit is better because there are times i like uh games like tekken i like dead or alive but dead or alive lacks every bit of storytelling their storytelling is so loose and and it's it's hard for me to really want to enjoy it it's just eye candy you know at this point um whereas nether realm is i i would say this right now I, and i'm a big capcom fan i'm a big you know street fighter fan and you know shout out you know i know a lot of the people who've been involved in you know street fighter um you heard on the show <laughs> Cal, you know shout out to my boy uh my man Kyle abert you know he is ryu uh ruben langdon he is uh ken masters and dante you know i'm good friends with those guys i like i love those guys um but at the end of the day the story has to make sense the story has to mean something um you know i i need to know why i like a Liu kang and a ryu and a ken masters and all this stuff and they've done a great job to do it but netherrealm has took taken it to a whole nother level so much so that when they actually have you know dlc characters like spawn or uh teenage mutant ninja turtles on on injustice 2 or you know terminator or whatever you know whatever guest character that they have they they absolutely immerse them into their universe like it's not just you know geese howard is just coming in tekken negan is coming in tekken noctis from final fantasy is in tekken rock lee you know stuff like like why are they here how did they get there why does it make sense that they at least to to bandai namco's credit when it came to tekken 7 they had akuma in there and akuma's appearance on there was a part was a big part of the game so i would assume that when you get all these other characters there would be a reason why they're there yeah they had like little promo advertisements as to them being a part of the universe but it didn't really explain why they were there there's no other reason so i find it for me as a gamer as a person who buys these games it, i find it hard for me to want to actually involve myself in buying and investing in these characters when all you're gonna do is just play to fight them and if you're if you're you know a person who's in the competition all right i get it that's awesome if you're only in it for like as an e-league level comp competitor i get that that's fine but for me as a person who loved these characters but also loved the actual universe that is tekken i want to know why these guys are how the hell did these guys get there how did a noctis who was in a whole nother universe <laughs> get into you know tekken how did negan who's in a whole nother universe get into tekken like all of that needs to make sense to me and when i play these characters it's like i can't get totally invested into them because i it, the logic of them being in that universe bugs me <laughs> whereas when i play you know uh mortal kombat 11 recently and you got terminator and you got um a whole bunch of the characters spawn there's a backstory as to how they got there like if you play through all over like that attention to detail is phenomenal when you play in you play every single game with spawn they there's so many characters that that faces spawn in the game if you play through tower the tower of time mode or whatever whichever mode it is that he plays and he's playing against somebody they make mention of 
part of uh, their knowledge of him and where he's from and who he works with. Like, I heard my Boja's name so many times come out of the mouths of different characters as he interacts with. That, to me, is great fanfare. Because I read Spawn comic books. I've watched the Spawn series. I know exactly who Malboja is. So when you hear Johnny Cage or, or Scorpion mention Malboja and their tie-in, those two tie into that, that, to me is a company who cares about their fans and cares about the fanfare of their universe. That to me is quality. So that to me is one of those things that I love so much about fighting games and I wish that we see more of, but we haven't seen that many fighting games lately, um, which is surprising. Uh, we have we wanted to see a announcement for Street Fighter VI, having seen it, there's no other Tekken coming out because they're still releasing DLC for that, um, Soul Calibur as well, but Soul Calibur to me was a big letdown in terms of um, the th very things that I was talking about, the, the storytelling and all that stuff. It didn't, it, it was, it's very shallow of a game for me. Um, you know, then we had King of Fighters, which we'll be talking about as well, because they showed some footage and, and some announcements, which somewhat is I'm happy for, and other time, other things I'm kind of disappointed in as well. But we need more fighting games in this in 2021 and i hope where we get to see more um fighting games is starting to it's 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 you know when you look at it from a lifeline type of situation it's steady it's hasn't gone higher and, and i don't know if COVID had anything to do with that but i mean as you as we talked about games have been really on the forefront of entertainment in 2020 during this COVID era so i don't know what is the reason as to why we haven't seen a new fighting game yet uh aside from the announcement of um what is that king of uh, snk with king of fighters 15 coming i'm hoping to see more because fighting games is a big part of my uh fandom uh when it term when it comes to gaming so i hope to see more but i tell you what with the other thing we haven't seen was a good wrestling game uh this last year either so hopefully that will that is expected to change very soon we got a uh, retro mania wrestling coming out uh i don't know what the hell wwe is going to be doing right now and i don't care but um all elite wrestling aew is working on their stuff too we'll be talking about that as well i do want to talk about <laughs> something i've never thought i would do and i'll tell you why ufc4 from ea uh from or ea sports uh, came out last year and I was not trying to hear because I've already played the previous UFC games and I am I'm not as much of an MMA fan as I was before and a lot of that is due to the 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 business decisions of UFC <laughs> in the last few years I mean every I think the minute that um Dana and that's Dana White decided to work with Reebok I knew I I started feeling like dude i'm not feeling this and and they stop giving the uh the fighters a chance to earn money using other really cool you know uh brands and t-shirt lines and all this stuff and they for some reason they they lost nike and they went to reebok and i don't under i still to this day don't understand why that happened like to me and to many nike is the brand it is the top brand i still got my anderson silva shirt from Nike, which still fits really well and is a great quality shirt. I love this shirt. Reebok, what? Reebok sucks. I'm just gonna say it. Reebok sucks ass. Um, but 
you know they decided to work with them and i knew that with that said that type of business decision was going to lead to other crappy bad decisions and things that ufc that i loved since like 96 or whatever or 90 96 or 97 the, the ufc that i loved was going away it was gone and it by that point it was gone i think by ufc 3 it was like i'm just tired yeah i like conor mcgregor at the time and i like john jones at the time and i think also that was another thing too both of those two who are phenomenal fighters from from an outside ethical and moral standpoint be just became a turnoff to me um the things that they were doing outside of the cage and outside of the octagon to me was like to me it, it just like it made they made the diaz brothers look like good guys <laughs> in my opinion you know and it was just sad inside the ring those guys are phenomenal even the diaz brothers i, I will never take away from their fighting ability but outside nah, i can't deal with it so i stopped and then even furthermore when it when in, in terms of games the ufc games weren't nearly as good to me as i thought it was back then in the ufc undisputed series which thq used to come out with and um you know you it, it, I, it was i think ukes had something to do with those games as well but i my favorite mma game still i, I think at this time up until this point was ufc undisputed three i think a lot of it had to do with one um the fact that they added pride mode to it i think the other thing as well is that they added our arena here in philadelphia because ufc 101 which is a a um a an event i attended my wife and i attended we were like fifth row of that and we got to see forrest griffin versus uh anderson silva and that was also the time when i actually got the chance to meet anderson silva in person at a uh at a at our brazilian steakhouse area he him and his team just happened to be there so and it was our anniversary weekend so you know that was near and dear to me but the fact the addition of pride mode and that too and the presentation of that game was so great it wasn't perfect uh because there were some really i wouldn't say it wasn't buggy but it was like from a uh character model standpoint there was some imbalancing going on like some heads were bigger than the bodies and it just looked some of it looked weird but the gameplay and everything was so awesome um and the presentation was awesome too because i think we got boss rooting and um and, and and the other commentators for pride it was just it was really well done in that aspect but the when ea took over i was a little bit worried because you know there was the, from the guys who did fight night um and there was a lot of fight night element and i love the fight night games too but this to me was like a little bit iffy. And then they started adding the microtransactioning and loot creating aspect and that totally took away from it. Um, I believe I now have all of them and I decided to like, I'm not gonna invest in this again. And then ironically, the minute I didn't invest in UFC 4 when it first released, you know, I heard so many really good things about it, much better things than a lot of the changes that happened. I still like, I, one, I don't, I'm not a fan of EA because ea is known for having these the way that they do things really pisses me off and burns me up um i think the last game i decided to call it quits with was um was it anthem was the game that i was trying to play and it was just the, the way that every the the user interface and everything was so convoluted and it was hard to really get that game and i heard a lot of complaints about it i, I and i was i haven't even moved past the game demo at the time 
And I'm like, I'm just doing EA. I just hate the way they do things. I hate the way they try to construct things in there. They're doing things to be money hungry. And they're not about creating a good game experience or a quality game. Now it's just like, how much more money can we get from you? Rather than creating a game experience that we can all love and remember. And to me, that's not, that, that philosophy is not really good. And that's the reason why you don't see a lot of the EA games, you know, you know, up for awards as much as they used to like they used to be revered for like their, their lord of the Rings series ah oh, during those eras there was also but also brought a lot of controversy because they pretty much were getting sued by eternally by their staff you know for overworking them at the time um but you know it's just stuff like that stuff like that it's just it bothered me and i just you know you got ufc and you got ea working together and it's like oh this is just a bad beat this is just a bad deal and um i stopped doing it well just recently, you know, during a, I was hungering for like a new fighting game. And this is where the fighting game comes in and a new wrestling game for that matter. But, you know, MMA just happened to be it. And, you know, UFC had a really big sell. And I'm like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to invest in this, at least it's like 1999 or 29.99 or something for a deluxe version or something. So I, I, I decided to jump on it. So again, I heard a lot about it and much to my surprise i was very surprised at what, what i was witnessing here because you know we lacked a, a a a really good wrestling game but dare i say we got a good wrestling game and it's called ufc 4 or should i say sports entertainment game because i felt like playing it after playing this game for a bit it it almost felt like a wwe game <laughs> I really enjoyed the over-the-top cosmetic approach of the game, adding some out-of-the-norm features that the fighting game promotion nor EA has never used before in any of the UFC games they've developed at, up to this point. For me, it made for a much more enjoyable experience and it didn't take away from any of the, the aspect of it or the core, you know, aspect of the game it didn't take itself seriously and i think that's what i appreciated about it this time around i think it almost felt like that they were actually having fun developing this game you still get the core fighting system of course but you know it's just been revamped in terms of submission and, and the ground game experience which they added I, I think it's a little bit easier than it was before it wasn't as annoying because you had to use the analog stick and, and such now you can use the shoulder buttons to try to make somebody submit easier um but i believe you may have a choice to switch that as well if you did like the old way of doing it but adding these visuals uh these visual extras such as like luchador mask ninja mask uh superhero mask along with your non-traditional uh mma gear that you have like you know the trunks the compression pants and all this stuff <laughs> which you'll never see ever see at a ufc or any mma event you I, barely if it's not like an underground event you won't see stuff like this um it's just it's really really great and it adds a light-hearted a way to play that i believe could even invite casual and even non-mma fans in here if you just see that there's a lot a little bit of a wackiness aspect to it it may attract you know people outside of the of the uh, genre if as well um the additional options which include the ability to fight using kumite valley tudo or even pride rules which they don't say pride rules in the game and the game's options uh they say japan rules but 
here's the thing there have been a lot of promotions in japan uh but nothing like this like um japan had also pancreas rules you don't see pancreas rules in here the rules for pride were that there was a five round match and there was a um no there was yeah it was a five no it was five it was like five minutes of the first ten minutes in the first round five minutes in the second round and five minutes in the third so it was three rounds um and there was a point system as well in in that in deal so they were and they also the they were legal it was legal to kick in the ground and stuff like that so you have that the pancreas rules is like you have a rope check you got a five point rope check and if you go to the ropes five times the next time is around like if they put you in a submission you can't break that submission or stuff like that and you could also knock somebody out or do other stuff like that so um you know pride rules is absolutely an effect in this game which is awesome they don't have the pride arena although which is weird because some of the actual uh gear that you have has the pride logo in there because ufc owned the rights to pride they brought pride ages ago so i was really it was weird i'm like why don't you just give us the pride arena <laughs> you know Oka, you know the okinawa arena arena or the tokyo dome or something like that just put that in there you know because they got all legit arenas in there why not just you know get the rights to do the, the you know um the tokyo dome or wherever pride used to uh fight at and have this big presentation there um they have all of the new fighters in there some of them that i'm unaware of but also the legendary classic fighters shout out to eddie alvarez from you know Phillies own uh former uh welterweight champion uh in there as well and which is funny because they have the rights to use a lot of the fighters in the game even if they don't work in ufc anymore and a lot of the fighters in there i know like frankie edgar is in there i i know a lot of the guys don't know are no longer fighters for the ufc but ufc has the rights to use them because they signed a contract saying that once you get the likeness of everybody that you know they can use them anytime they want and they still attract so that's a weird thing whether they're getting paid for it that's a whole nother thing i don't know i don't know to that extent cm punk is also in the game too along with brock lesnar and ronda rousey so you got three pro wrestlers in the game oh dan severin four four pro wrestlers uh that are in the game uh everybody but ken shamrock i'm surprised uh because that would have been five i did not see ken shamrock in there at all so you had that and speaking to kumite <laughs> The Kumite stage is the highlight for me. Like the idea that they even added a Kumite stage, you know, which allows someone with my imagination to come up with some great fights there. You know, and, and the fact that they have legendary rival, um, I could create legendary rivalries in the Kumite with Quentin Rampage Jackson or the Axe Murder of Vandalay Silva. If you are an MMA fan, you know that that is one of the greatest rivalries in MMA history. Um, it's just it's awesome and, and you know and seeing them all wrapped up with the uh kumite style uh gloves is like all wrapped up in thick rope uh like you wouldn't like you see in the movies like in the john claude van damme movies but in addition to that like the traditional thing that they've added for like the last few years was that they have the rights to use bruce lee in the game so now you can add that on and create your own entire type of a you know tournament experience for that it's just so awesome um the story mode is uh, i would say slightly better than um uh, the earlier games as well yet i still wish that they had a more fleshed out narrative to really bring fans in you know i would love to see that type of narrative in here um but it, it's it's still fairly good i the one thing i think the one pet peeve that i have about what they've done with this game 
and I don't understand this. I don't understand the logic of this. Is that normally when you play the story mode and you retire your fighter, you can eventually register them to play on offline modes as well. For some reason, I'm hearing that you can't do that now anymore. Not only that, but when you create a character and the creative factor, you can't create a move set for the characters. They have automatically set move sets and you may not like every single move that you have in the game. So I don't, I, I wish they would allow you to do more. I don't understand that. They, they say it's for the online version, but guess what? I'm never gonna play online. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of online. I, you know, rarely will I play online for, for specific reasons, but I'm one of the, the large percentage of people that prefers single player experiences. So I think that was a ball dropper right there. It was like, they were doing so good. And then they did that in, in, in that sense. So I was, I was actually, um, uh, interested in reading the comments online to hardcore ea ufc fans and their thoughts on the, the new features um and the new wacky features i should say that's been added on some welcomed it and of course others thought it was blasphemy to add these features because they wanted to have a more serious simulation experience of the game um even though you do have the option to opt out of using any of those uh items gear and features and stick to the traditional way so it's not like they're forcing you to do it ea sports does not force anyone to use those features at all in fact there's an option in there that says do you want your fighter to you know be able to come out of the ring with traditional gear or you can you know override that and use all of the actual crazy you know gear items that you have to play so i mean you have options so there's no point in complaining and whining about that i it's just funny that people did that also credit to them for not providing the crappy and questionable loot crate systems uh of old this time around too um their leveling system is somewhat fair compared to the past ufc games and you will get rewarded with items and gear to unlock all as you level up although it may require some a little bit of grinding on that note but you can um you can if you want just to buy uh you could buy them as an easy grab you know through psn or xbox live or whatever stuff like that if you want to go through the grind so you have the option they're not forcing you to do it you can do it you're just gonna have to you know grind a lot in the game and really getting not play any other game at that point um so you know overall this i consider this a soft review but i would give this a honestly a solid b this is one of the better games that i that i've played from ufc really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was solid there was no bugs glitches or whatever like that i i you know which i've seen in previous games before so it was possibly the most solid game experience i've had with this game i really enjoyed what they did i love the addition of the um of the wacky gear and clothing that they added on to just you know you can go over the top with it now which is one of the fun aspects that you would always find and love in a wrestling game this game was the sports entertainment game that we needed this in a, in a year where wwe failed to give their fans what they want ufc decided to take this step and do it so this to me is the better wwe game or wrestling game that we had this year you know so i mean kudos to them i i you know i don't know if i'll ever this reinvigorates my thoughts and theories on ea uh, for other uh, future games but for this standalone game 
I applaud them on it. I thought they, I thought this was a pretty good game and fun game for them. And you know, it was, you know, awesome. I, I've really enjoyed the experience. So it, it, it filled the gap of my lack of fighting games and wrestling games this year alone. So if you haven't, you know, played it, go out of your way, check it out. It, but and especially now because it's, um, it, it's on, it should be on sale. It shouldn't be the same price as it was before. I believe I, you can get it for $19.99 or $29.99 right now. Uh, which is about half in or more than half than what you would have spent for it in the beginning. So go out of your way and check it out. It's pretty cool. So thoughts on AEW's first two point show video uh, game on a uh, uh, video game show on YouTube. Uh, this was something that was supposed to um, premiere last week, but due to the death of Brody Lee, they decided to wait for this week. And it was also a welcome uh, show as well. It was a really fun uh, show, about 17 minutes. Uh, Kenny Omega and Kip Sabian sat down to talk about details on what to expect for the upcoming AEW wrestling game, which is said to be available on the PS5, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch, and I believe the old gen uh, consoles as well. Uh, about like five questions they asked. It was a really fun uh, segment that these two had with each other. The you know if you if you've been an AEW fan or all elite wrestling fan, and you're a gamer because the demographic that AEW attracts is the gaming community as well because Kenny Omega is a huge gamer, not I mean a competitor level gamer. Uh, Kip Sabian also is a gamer. Both of those guys have you know been known for their gaming in, in the past. Um, Kip Sabian has his own YouTube uh, vlog that he does and YouTube shows involving games as well. Like that's the great part about uh, All Elite Wrestling is that the majority of the wrestlers in there are gamers. Uh, they're huge gamers. They respect the gaming community. They love the gaming community. And this is the demographic that they need to, this is the 18 to 35 or 45 demographic that they're you know appealing to which is why their ratings is staying uh steady if not more it fluctuates from steady to you know more by the week uh which is awesome so they asked a bunch of questions and notably in that room was also the game no mercy connected to a nintendo uh 64 so they brought that in for a reason because as we know, uh, not only is Yuke's developing this, but also Gata, who is the developer who responsible for the classic legendary game, No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, and Virtual Pro 1 and 2 in Japan, uh, which a minority amount of uh, gamers got a chance to play. Like people say No Mercy's the best. I would, I would, disagree because there was a an equivalent game that came out at the same time in japan called virtual pro wrestling 2 which was the which used the same exact aki engine as no mercy but it had an mma uh it had mma features and options and elements to you know and, and as well as a lot of the actual fighters from the mma world i mean i'm talking everybody in the ufc pride uh pan craze all in here so you got more than what you bargained for and you still had the wrestling uh engine and you had the creative engine that you got to play in there so i mean you got more from that game than you wouldn't know mercy so in 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 respect virtual all pro is the better more legendary game to me uh but it's just that you know if you weren't a hardcore gamer in a sense of 
buying imported games like I did and like some others did, you would have never known that this game existed. But honestly, No Mercy is not the greatest wrestling game of all time. Virtual Pro Wrestling uh, is the best by far. <laughs> but Kenny had because people recognize that Kenny had um, the No Mercy game. Now they put it they put black tape over the WWF logo because it was an in fact No Mercy is in fact a WWF game. But you know they can just say No Mercy and not refer to it as that. But they had it out there and um, they answered a few questions that fans wanted to know. And you know Kenny got to talk about it a little bit in detail here so first question that kip brought up was um when can we get our hands on the game this is probably the most important question and the best response from that question kenny said i won't quote him but i'll make references to what he said here kenny uh actually said that they made a lot of promises which they did based upon the expectations of the game and he wanted to make sure he meaning they uh yukes and AEW games wanted to make sure that they make a game that not only was fun but long lasting in terms of what well, I wanted to people to remember for a long time they want to make a game that is as legendary as No Mercy which he kept picking up and uh out of his hand uh, from the game he kept snatching I hated the way he snatched if you watch the video he snatches the game out of the uh the No Mercy game and then crushes it <laughs> and, and slams it into the i'm like i you know i still have my um n64 and i'm like dude i would be so pissed if somebody did that to my 64 but he kept snatching it out like if you snatch it out that damage uh, that's a whole nother thing but it's kenny being kenny and i think in reality he would not have used it because they're not using the n64 anymore but um it was i found it funny that he did that because it kenny on camera is crazy um but you know he wanted to demonstrate by you know showing the game so he said in hindsight it could be next year it could be the year after that and i'm I, I i don't mind that at all i i don't care how long this thing takes i'm glad that they're, they're working on it but given the situations that has recently happened i don't care how long this takes i want them once it comes out i want them to come out with a great game i want them to go to square enix level with this game and it's funny that i mention that because you know my favorite part of kenny's answer was him talking about the causes and effects of games being rushed um you know which can result in bugs and glitches he went on to say that they can become unplayable and become a meme of itself and when you when you hear him say that and you know how much of a hardcore gamer it is there is no it is no strange it's no stranger to anybody that he must have been in referencing the fallout of games like cyberpunk to uh 2077 and marvel avengers as those were the two biggest spotlighted games uh when it comes to those subjects which by the way side note i finally got my uh refund from uh sony for cyberpunk 2077 so that has all been taken care of i knew it was going to take them time to do that but there it, it just goes to show i i asked for a refund about over like a month going on a month ago now and it goes to show that i just now got it which tells you how many people asked for the refunds for this game I, there are people still trying to defend this game saying like you should have got the pc version or whatever like that no that's no excuse that that doesn't equate to a great game 
a great game is a game that is able to be a great developed game is a game that should be able to be played on all systems that it was promised to be played on there is no excuse you cannot give an excuse that form of confirmation bias is, is bull well any form of confirmation bias is bull you could try to defend it anyway and try to make logic to it no you can't ignore the fact that they they made a game for a system and it didn't work on that system that doesn't mean just because one game look i love batman arkham knight but guess what that game didn't play on the pc so as great as it was on the playstation 4 and the xbox one you can't give them total credit because it failed on a on a system you know that i know we play a game of which you know better way to play it but at the end of the day you you take it away the game and you have a game company that has failed at what they were promising that's just plain and simple but i digress um but i i was really relieved to hear that kenny brought that up because i think it's very important and it also tells me that you got game companies that are now listening to the fans you got game companies who are not trying to hide you know they he he said he wanted to be transparent and open as possible about the development he's doing the same thing that mike herman from retrosoft studios is doing he's being very transparent extremely transparent if anybody look mike herman is the most transparent guy i've seen in the gaming in the gaming industry he's he mentions all successes and failures in 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 in, in, in incredibly minute detail i i, I just I, I can't believe I really I, I really appreciate that he, he does that. Um, it, it's just an awesome thing that he does. And looks like we now we have Kenny Omega who also you know listens to the fans and AEW games always listens to their fans. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they do with this game. I really am. Now that they have data as well, it's going to be awesome. So the second question came is uh, that came up is will the game feature a creative wrestler mode and that was obvious i knew that was obvious but to hear kenny say absolutely was also comforting as well and they know that people like creative characters uh um, to create characters that are wacky uh or themselves or wrestlers from other promotions um he went on to say that the mode is very important and that they wanted to make sure that they create something robust that the fans can truly enjoy and uh it's a high priority for them it should be because that's one of the things that was one of the more attractive appealing things for years for wrestling games dating back to wrestlemania 2000 and i say wrestlemania 2000 because they i mean the creative games have been going back ever since like fire pro and and, and um wwe raw wwf raw at the time um but they weren't as robust as it was until wrestlemania 2000 came wrestlemania 2000 came or virtual all pro all pro um virtual Re uh, pro wrestling one i should say um started having this robust creative factor uh features which allowed you to really go out and, and do some really cool stuff and then it just got better and better you started coming in and making it better for them and now with you being out they created if anything you could give any major positive thing about Ukes that you cannot deny is that their creative suite is the best not only just for pro wrestling but in all video games like i i've played a lot of um games from different genres that had their own creative features there's still never anyone better than what Ukes does they i truly believe that people 
pattern themselves off of what Ukes has done with their creative suite. It's just, fin it's phenomenal. There's virtually, um, virtually no limits to what you can create in there. So it is, it's comforting. I was very happy when I, when I, uh, when they announced that Ukes was working with them, cause I knew that means that we were getting that creative suite. But in addition to that, we're getting Gata as well, which we're going to get the gameplay from so you're getting the best of both worlds here and that's where i think that they come together and the chemistry is really sweet in this one so uh will there be actual online competitive play and he said yes to that of course i think that was a no-brainer too they are looking to incorporate cross play as well that they that wasn't a set in stone thing that but they're looking they're interested in it see if it works see if they can make it works without making sure everything glitches or whatever so that aspect um they are looking for a lot of options in regards to online play so that's but definitely they will have at, at its core basic it seems that they're going to have that as well um will this game be arcade based or simulation great question as well uh kenny said neither he feels that uh if you make a wrestling game say like fire pro wrestling uh that focus he didn't say specifically fire pro but he may mention a fire pro but not in a way that i'm saying it uh but yeah fire pro is a very heavy simulation pro uh wrestling game uh very very heavy um as some cases some of the ukes games but there's a bit of fun to that as well there's more fun in a ukes wrestling game than it is in a fire pro game but fire pro is very simulation heavy but it's not to say that it's not good it's just it's not a you're not going to be able to pick up and play that game there's a lot of technicalities um that you're going to have to you know learn how to do before like it took me years to get used to that that um that gameplay format but eventually i did the learning curve is very huge on that one so he wants he says it's not going to be a full simulation yet he still wants the gamers to feel like they are immersed into the world of pro wrestling and while still having fun with it so i mean he wants you to actually feel like yeah you're you're actually wrestling like um but he wants to create a balance or a hybrid between arcade and simulation where it still feels like that you're in full control of the character, but you also feel like you're in a wrestling match. Uh, and some simulate, I believe you should have some simulation and some hardcore, um, some arcade aspect to it as well. So um, the last question was how Kenny got Gata Iwashita uh, to be a part of the game development. And this, it was a cool story. It was a really cool story. I liked how he kind of teased it, uh, but he um, talked about it. it was a real cool story on how Kenny reached out and met up with the people uh, from Aki, now known as Sin Sophia, uh, Sophia. And he was told that uh, the people responsible for No Mercy in virtual pro wrestling uh, are no longer around. They, you know, because they're no longer creating wrestling games, they parted ways. Um, however, a person that he met at E3 who now works with uh, Square Enix contacted him with uh, some and told him that he was friends with Gata and that he Gata was very interested in meeting up with uh, him and learned that he was you know looking to recreate the magic that was once no mercy in virtual pro uh wrestling so um which led to them now working together alongside with ukes and aew games to create this new game so again this is one of i think the biggest lesson in terms of gaming the gaming industry is that fans should learn is to be patient because the more patient that you are the better the game is going to be 
and I like I said, if anybody, which is really interesting that he mentioned that the guy works for Square Enix. If anybody, if any lessons to learn from is from Square Enix, who takes their lord given time to come out with a game, and when they do, it's some of the best games ever. So, yeah, I I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, we're not getting a. There's some wrestling games that are coming out. Some that look interesting. Some that are looking like there's a wrestling game coming out. Uh, a, a wrestling simulation game that's coming out on a Nintendo Switch. Uh, I believe on the 12th. Uh, I forgot the name of it because it's a game company. It's an indie game company that has done simulation games for years, and now they managed to move it onto the Nintendo Switch. And I've seen it, and I'm like, I, it just doesn't look enticing for me and i'm a big wrestling fan i always like um getting wrestling games regardless but from a visual this game looks so bush league i can't even remotely want to get into it and i'll bring it up when i uh maybe in the next uh episode or something like that or but it, it just and it's coming out this week too i, I just I, I i saw the the uh video game footage for it it's like i no i can't do it i i i'm a wrestling fan but i'm also a gamer and i'm also a consumer at the end of the day so i still want to make sure that i invest my money on something that i feel like i'm gonna have fun with that i i i know i should have fun with but i you know i'm gonna be disappointed or not at the result when i look at that game i just look at it and was like i just know that that's not gonna be a good game <laughs> it's just not so We'll see. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward for it, um, to it all. Last bit of things. Last thing I want to talk about, I should say, um, King of the Fighters 15. We got some gameplay footage and some reveals in this game about this game, and uh, I'm excited. I've, you know, it's a new fighting game coming in 2021. SNK hasn't been the best when it comes to their new gen revamp game series like king of the fighters 14 was fun but it, again it was like one of those shallow experiences but it was fun like you would think that this is they they made the same mistake that i think that capcom did with street fighter 4 well street fighter 4 was partially good uh was no street fighter 4 was good but not great it and that was because you had all these other games like NetherRealm started coming out with uh, DC Universe versus Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Nine and these and Injustice and you had these three games that stepped up that that changed that like really stepped it up in terms of presentation. Yeah, uh, they provide a blockbuster movie like storytelling because they're working with WB Games as well, and which I, I guess allowed them to create this robust experience and like it's like when you're playing these fighting games you feel like you're in a movie now and at the time street fighter 4 was the same traditional cookie cutter type of you know formulaic i should say type of way of you know game experience and snk also but to capcom's credit when street fighter 5 came out they changed it they added the full storytelling experience and added the shadow falls which was to me was a great story to, uh, at the time it, that fit that genre and universe very well you know is it the best in terms of storytelling and narrative no but it was a great fun uh, experience as well like nothing's going to beat another realm <laughs> nothing is like mortal Kombat 11 alone was just awesome and then on top of that they added another story which had 
like I, I've spoken enough about Mortal Kombat 11. Um, but even still, uh, who was it? Uh, Injustice 2, you know, uh, the things that they did with that game. Like, then you have SNK, who does, like, who brings everything, you know, some of our favorite game character, fighting game characters from one of the most legendary game you fighting game franchises into 3D land. They stepped up everything. But when you really, at the end of the day, when you look at it, it's the same formulaic thing. They just brought it up in 3D. There was nothing else added. I hope King of the Fighters 15, I hope they do so much more for this because the core fighting aspect of the gameplay and, and the control schemes is still great. But it just felt shallow because you know you got all these great looking characters in here but it 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 just felt like the same old game and I, gamers fighting gamers still want something more um so in this new footage they show Kyo, they showed leona they showed uh shunai and they showed mai in this game footage now which was great what i loved about this is that the new game design to get the character models and the game design and the animation all looks like made it look like it's being developed by the same people who did Samurai Showdown. The one thing that I think Samurai Showdown got right was the look of the game. It was the character design and the character uh, models and such. I think they got that aspect right. I think what they got wrong is that that's all they gave. It was a, it felt like a complete ripoff of Street Fighter 4. It was the exact formula of Street Fighter 4 to some extent. Um, it, it just didn't feel like original. It didn't feel at all original or authentic at all in that, in that aspect. And I would have much preferred that they just, I don't, I, I, I don't know if it was a time constraint thing, but I think they just need to give more. And I will also say Bandai Namco because what they did with Tekken 7 was awesome. What they did with Soul Calibur felt lacking. Because I thought that they should have given the same treatment that they gave, you know, uh, Seven, that they should have gave to um, Soul Calibur. Like, Soul Calibur is a legendary game. Like, why not give it the story element that it deserves? They only gave it voice acting, and it, 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 it just it really pissed me off when I when I played it. Like, I, the game is awesome, but I feel like I it just, I don't feel like it's a game that I want to pick up and play and enjoy. It's just a game just for the sake of playing a fighting game and you're just fighting through it. There's nothing that, that engages many gamers in. And that's why I feel like it didn't get that much attention as they did. I think that, you know, it was a solid fighting game. King of Fighters 14 was a solid fighting game, but it it, 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 it was just as basic as you could get. You know, it's the same thing we got before. I think now, 2021, you need to evolve. You need to evolve it majorly, man. So hopefully they do that with this they didn't show but so much but um it looks great so far and i hopefully i believe it should be coming out for the uh nintendo switch as well because honestly this is a game that i would rather play on a nintendo switch rather than the playstation 5 at this time so um hopefully it will i, I could have sworn it said that it was also releasing for the nintendo switch they also announced uh on this video that had the uh director uh, they had the director of Samurai Showdown and the people uh, who's working on uh, King of Fighters 15 on air. They also announced that um, they're coming out with a an extended version. Uh, 
of the of uh, 14 uh which in it's, it's basically all of the characters that like i own 15 i own 14 but i didn't buy all of the game characters now you can rebuy this all over again with all the game characters however it's only for the playstation 4 as far as they only announced it was um it was only announced for the playstation 4 and that, to me that was disappointing i don't know if it i don't know if it's going to be uh coming out if they're going to announce that it's coming out for the switch either but i think this game will be perfect for the switch uh you know it's like i said it's a solid game it's perfect for that on the go fighting quick pickup type of feel it would have been perfect for the nintendo switch i don't understand why they i'm pretty sure they can handle it if samurai showdown can be played on a nintendo switch i'm pretty damn sure that this game will also be good on the switch they also um announced that uh king of the fighters 2002 unlimited play will be coming to the playstation 4 now that is already on that game is already uh available on the nintendo switch already so that's not a big deal but it they're gonna be adding some online play and all that stuff too for that as well uh yeah at the end of the day and, and of course they also announced uh season three for samurai showdown I, at this point i'm done with samurai showdown i've played enough of samurai showdown that i don't not really you know interested in playing that again but i am of course i whether it no matter where it comes out i'm gonna pick it up and check it out i just hope that they give us way more than you know and that, this is the other part too i felt like the price that they were um they were asking for either game didn't measure up to the amount of content that they provided that was the uh, that was my biggest issue like samurai showdown i refused to buy samurai showdown when it first came out because they were all they were asking for i would it 60 bucks and i think 60 plus for the game and it was not i've already saw footage prior to and i played it prior to before i ever considered buying it and it i just felt it didn't live up uh to the amount that they were asking for it i brought it when it came out on a nintendo switch and they they chopped the price off to a considerable price and also added on uh the the um what did they add the neo geo pocket game for free i thought that was a great bargain because that game did not provide nearly enough for what they were asking for in that price so i you know holding out on that one was a great deal and maybe i should do the same thing for 15 especially if i know that they're not going to provide if they charge 60 bucks or more and they're not going to provide a a in-depth story mode or any type of thing that's going to keep me going I, I i just i can't see myself really doing it in that news but i and it's sad because i am a fan of snk i am a fan of king of fighters i am a fan of fatal fury and, and art of fighting and all of those that are combined together to make this game i uh i warriors you know i'm a fan of all of them i loved that series i mean so much so i used to i used to print out like back in you know the old internet days i used to print out the somebody somebody went as far as to uh do a fan fiction that was actually authorized by SNK. It was a fan fiction that they um, that they made to in detail of the story, the backstories of every character in uh, King of Fighters. I don't, I may actually still have that <laughs> somewhere around. It was really well done. I wish I could give credit to whoever that does, but it was so long ago, and I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. So um, I, I hope that they put in as much in depth content as what that person put into that because it deserves it this series is a 
long time honored deal and by the way i forgot about that series um the the king of fighters series i don't know if they're ever going to be doing a, a another season of that but that was actually pretty cool the king of fighters um animated series that they did that was only available online they never did any other uh they never did a english dub to it they it was like soft promoted in a, in a case but it was a great series i thought they really touched on a lot of the great aspects of king of the fighters uh 94 95 96 and 97 which was the orochi saga so uh I, god i hope they do another season i totally forgot about that and i think that was like over it's been now two years for now i need to look uh look at look for it in youtube and see if uh that's still around because I, I wouldn't mind watching that again it's pretty awesome so folks that will do it for this segment i'm going to take a break come back and we're going to review cobra kai the karate kid cont saga continues trust me if you're a fan of cobra kai if you're a fan of double dragon you're going to love what i got to say about this if you haven't checked this out yet so we'll do that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! gentlemen we are back with our final stage segment and it is my review of cobra kai the karate kid saga continues this game developed by flux game studios published by game mill entertainment and is available for the nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one and steam it released which was weird to me it released in october and like october 27th uh released it's a beat-em-up title yeah old school retro beat-em-up style game and I'm really weird about this because normally when you have a release date for a game or for a series, you and you have a game also under it, you probably want to do it on the same day. And if that was me, I would have released this game the same day that they released season three. Instead, they've released this game in October to what end? I don't know. I don't know if maybe I don't know what happened behind the scenes and in a way of understanding well we, they don't know when the actual season three is going to release so let's do it now and especially with COVID going on so i mean things could have changed who knows but we got a chance to play the game before season three came out what i love about this game is that it plays on the very element of the of what the show is about the show is a about a movie that was based in the 80s you have a character and dan and, and johnny lawrence uh who is played by william zapka that plays 
into the 80s. He's kind of a man out of time and he's still stuck in the 80s. He doesn't do he's he's slowly learn coming into a modern day mindset. But very very slowly if you watch the series and why not celebrate that mindset than to come out with a game that is based around a retro form of gameplay and that is beat em ups. Like you know what better game to, to to base it on than of all games double dragon and that is exactly what cobra kai the karate kid saga continues plays off of the gameplay is every bit as fun as you would have played a any beat-em-up in particular this is totally double dragon <laughs> and, and and if i want to be distinct it's double dragon uh neon uh, which, by the way, just released for the Nintendo Switch. They uh, Way Forward Games re-released that game for the Nintendo Switch. I cannot have been happier because then I got to compare and contrast the two together. And they, there's a lot of similarities to the Cobra Kai game and the uh, Double Dragon Neon. A lot of it. In particular, the visual presentation of it and the wackiness of it. Um, what they did with Cobra Kai was... You'll, you'll see a lot of things in the game that you will not see in the actual version. So if you played games in the 80s and the 90s based on popular TV shows of sort, then you also know that they would do extra ordinary things in these video games. They did the same thing here. The, the mindset and philosophy of this game was exactly how it was in the 80s. So can i say i i wish i could think of a game I, I can't say moonwalker because moonwalker was every bit as over the top in the in that movie as it was in the video game so i'm trying to think of a game that was like based on uh a video game that was based on a tv show but it was on a video game version it was over the top uh like you would never see that on a video game before like on a on an actual series of it before i wish i could do it but there were there were plenty of games out there at the time like that but here, what you won't see in this game, in accordance to the TV series, is doing mystical um, power moves. Like, but the significance of what they're doing is based upon some of the aspects of what they've done in the actual in season two, I should say, because this game has no mentioning of the third of the characters or any of the gameplay aspects um or or the series aspects of season three all of the characters in this game that are rather playable or non-playable are all based on season one and two and i thought it, i thought they did a really great job uh really great job here this is a you know in terms of like just playability and control scheme everything seems solid here like, and it gets better because there is a RPG element to the game as well. So the game, it actually, there really is the game. The story is not based. It's a totally different story um, based off of the uh, of the series. So it's, there's a lot of things going on that doesn't match with the series. But there's a lot of aspects and signature things that you've seen from the series that are in the game just brought to with the volume turned up. So if you the cool part is you get to play two different stories which is very instrumental in the series you get the story of uh of uh, daniel danny larusso and you get the other story of johnny lawrence both represent one representing miyagi do the other the other representing uh cobra kai so 
There's all, of course, like the TV show, there's a lot of, you know, turns and twists to the story in here. I don't know if they worked heavily with the uh, writers of the game, uh, of the series to do this, but it really, it, you could feel, you could carry the essence of that series carries on to this game really well. Um, it, it's just so much cool things going on here. The, you also have the characters in the game, the playable characters um, are like, eight characters each four on one side four on the other cobra kai you have miguel diaz you have johnny lawrence you have tori nicholas and hawk which is like literally the main characters that you focus on in the show um and the miyagi do karate you got samantha larusso you got danny larusso you got robbie Keane, and you got dimitri who is hawk's friend pretty much frenemy pretty much um and you and we talked about cobra kai recently so you know the what just happened in the in season three with that um robbie and uh miguel also enemies here you got tori and samantha also bitter bitter enemies here um it's really awesome non-playable characters you'll see cameron diaz the mom who offers you know health options uh halfway through the stages and everything if you can manage to get through the stage you'll be able to do a um uh danny's wife uh daniel's son's wife um amanda's in the game principal lopez is in the game as well uh there's i mean just so many so many so many different characters that you'll recognize uh from the series um danny's um i'm sorry johnny's uh father is actually in the game as a boss character believe it or not you also got the skeleton crew you got kevin uh with the green tims um some familiar characters that you've seen before and some non-familiar characters that you see in in the uh series as well but you all the, you also come across all these different types of people as well i think the standout non-playable character enemy that you'll face is a they call it a soccer mom they call her a soccer mom but the way she acts in the in the actual game she comes off like a karen and she's doing all of the things that a karen would do like like she will complain to you she will use her phone to call cops or whatever like that and she'll also try to attack you so you gotta do what you can to take her out i just thought it was very interesting they never called her a karen but they they're called i believe they're calling them soccer mops to that extent but it's pretty it's pretty funny uh i mentioned the in, in terms of gameplay i mentioned that um there's a lot of mystical power moves being used in this game and one of the things that is what i like about this is because it's based on a particular episode that they had where they were at this at this county fair and they were in and miyagi do was trying to um you know demonstrate the power of Miyagi-Do Karate versus Cobra Kai. In Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do used ice, which was based upon, I believe that was based on Karate Kid part one or two. I think it was part two that he based that on and he had to break the ice. And he always used that as an element and philosophy for, uh, for Miyagi-Do. Johnny and I, opposed to that by using a, a, a uh, fire as his demonstration at the county fair kind of really outdoing miyagi-do and getting more attention they used that premise to implement into the game and now if you're playing as miyagi-do you're automatically going to be using ice power if you're uh if you're part of um 
Cobra Kai, you're using fire elemental uh, powers. So yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's it's ice bending and and uh, <laughs> and fire bending in this game, if you want to put it that way. So it adds on to the uh, over the top wackiness of the game. There's also like ways that you can fight uh, two people at the same time. You can kick them out, and there's a 3D effect where they're flying out from the screen. It's a lot. It's so much fun. It is not to be taken seriously. It's also it's, I really enjoy this game for that aspect alone. What I also enjoy because I mentioned William Zapka that the voices, some of the voices of the characters from this show is uh, they lent their uh, voices onto the actual uh, game. Uh, Ralph Macchio is Ralph Macchio uh, is his, uh, reprises his role as uh, Daniel LaRusso. Uh, William Zapka is back as johnny lawrence you can hear him say quiet is <laughs> uh his now signature saying uh as he talks to miguel um you also get jacob um what is it jacob uh bertrand who plays eli hawk uh moskowitz in here and you get to play and you get uh johnny uh Desenso, who plays uh dimitri in here I, as to why you don't get the other characters in here i don't know but if, if all else you got you got Ralph Macchio and William Zabka who actually is the center point of this entire series so I, I think it was awesome just to be able to you know have their voices in there have, have them lend their voices to the game it really made it more legit and more um, involved with this which is uh, the experience so you know if you're looking for a game that is just a lot of fun easy to pick up uh this game is definitely a and you're and you're and you just like to like a good old classic beat em up this is it this is not only a good classic style beat em up but it gives you more it actually rewards you with more because as you play through the game you do level up you do have a tendency to level up you do go through different types of um you go through different types of uh aspects of the game where you can character do character upgrades and you get you can acquire different moves if you go to the dojo mat uh you can also go to the administrative uh desk to go get challenges which allows you to get more currency to get more uh to get more upgrades of your of your characters as well it's awesome not only can you upgrade your characters individually but you can upgrade your entire dojo in hindsight and if you upgrade that that means everybody becomes faster stronger tougher to beat and you acquire some elemental moves and in, in the meantime each character has their own elemental moves to go by uh i particular i particularly like uh tori tori uh tori's kick move set is just pretty cool and um it's it's a lot of fun miguel is also uh one of my favorite characters to play as well robbie i believe i liked him as well and and johnny of course johnny is probably the best one of them all of course he should be because he's a teacher he has a little bit better uh, abilities to get through characters and such. And there is a really great balance. You could feel like even though you're playing using the same control scheme, it does feel like each character provides a different feel in here. So, I mean, it's for a game that is, you know, a, just a not it's not a deep game in, in the sense of um, a huge role playing game aspect or anything deep like they, it, you could tell this was a. They put money in here, but not like a ton of cash in here. You could absolutely tell. But what they did with it was really just make a fun, solid game. I had no problems playing this game, and I, I there were times I had I had a hard time getting off of it. Uh, the dialogue is funny. 
The storytelling is funny. It's, it's funny and action pack. Uh, I, I just really enjoy what they did with this because it's, it's just it's hilarious at best, but a lot of fun to play. If, like I said, if you like what you if you've ever played uh, Double Dragon Neon and enjoyed that, I think you will enjoy this just as much. I thought this, they carried the essence of that game into this and gave it its own spin, added a few different elements to differentiate itself from that or any other type of fighting games. I thought they did a really great job with this. I would have loved to see what they have done from a fight. I, honestly, I, yeah, I'm thinking about that. I thought I was about to say I would have loved to see what they've done for a fighting game aspect, but depends on who would their developers be uh, would be to do that. I don't think uh, Flux Game Studios would be able to pull it off. I think that what they did by making it a classic beat 'em up uh, style game, I think that I, I, they use they they uh, accentuate they accentuated their positives. Uh, fully in this case so you can also play multiplayer as well and I believe you could play up to four people in one little spot and you know just start you know causing havoc all over the place and they, and they also as far as stages a lot of familiar uh, stages and the familiar places that you recognize from the game as well just they it, a great amount of attention to detail and fanfare for gamers who are in love with this series like I am I was very happy to be able to enjoy this game wholeheartedly and i think if you're a fan of the karate kid if you're a fan actually from a karate kid standpoint this may be the best karate kid game ever made because if you owned a nintendo entertainment system like uh i did you played the original karate kid game which at the time it was what it was um it was still a lot of just to be able to crane kick uh johnny it was enough <laughs> for most people but you know there, there's a there is a difficulty level on a learning curve to do but you'll you'll after a while you'll easily be able to, uh, be able to get through it there's a fair challenge to this game that i think people will enjoy but one, like i said once you uh, the more you level up the more fun and easier it will be to play some if i'm gonna give this any type of grade just for just for the essence of what it is i think i want to give this a b plus you know it wasn't it it, it will never be the greatest game experience i've ever had because it's just a normal you know game but for what they've done with it i thought it was i thought it was really well done i thought it was really well done i thought they did a really great job i love everything down from the i like the fact that what they did in the game made a lot of sense if you watch the show and it, if you're if you're a fan of the show they reward you majorly with a lot of the fanfare in this game so kudos to them kudos to gay uh, flux games and game mill for what they did and this game is a must for karate kid fans and fans of the recent cobra kai series so go out of your way to check it out folks that will do it for this edition of select start i want to thank everybody who has come on to the show and listened to the show um like i said we got a lot going on right now and hopefully this show has allowed some form of um, suspense of disbelief for at least an hour or so. And hopefully you can, everything is safe and everything's fine in your area. But from here on, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do what we can to make a valid change. Uh, we got a few more days before the inauguration. Hopefully that goes off without a hitch and we can root on to have a better safer healthier 2021 as things begin to progress from there so 
Ah, what can I say? What can I say? I can tell you this. This is what I can say. Subscribe and download to all of our formats where you can listen to the show, including TalkTimeLive.com, where you can check out this episode and every other episode on there, as well as our exclusive interviews with some of the best in all things anime, comics, movies, and games. You can also subscribe and download on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Pandora, Pocket Cast, and God knows where else as well to check out the show. I really appreciate everybody who's uh, taking the time to listen to the show and, and much, much more. So, ah, we got a lot more games to check out in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. But I'm telling you now, next week is going to be so awesome. <laughs> next week is not only because it's my birthday, but because for my birthday and on my birthday, the return of Scott Pilgrim versus the world video game by Ubisoft is coming back. And guess what? I'm going to talk about all about it. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to be reviewed because we all know that that game's awesome. If you haven't played it, you're going to find out why that game is awesome. And we just talked about beat em up games. We're going to talk about this game like nobody's business. And then on top of that, the following episode of Talk Time Live, we're going to look back at the, at the actual movie. We're going to look back at Scott Pilgrim versus the world. One of the greatest cult classic films based on uh, comic book adaptions you could ever uh, watch. And not only that, I think I'm also going to weave in the interview I had with um, Ruben Langdon, uh, who is the voice of Ken Masters from Street Fighter V. He is the voice of Dante from Devil May Cry, amongst other great voices as well. But he's iconic for those two alone. Um, we're going to, I believe, our, he's been on the show, I believe, four times. But the very first time, which was on July, uh, one of the July 4ths. <laughs> and I remember that. I remember that. We actually had this, we we had this on July 4th. And it was awesome. It was one of the best July 4th, 4th of July uh, celebrations I've ever had. Because I got a chance to talk with him and talk about his experience on Devil May Cry. His experience on, um, on uh, what is it, Street Fighter. And... Him being stuntman number one in the in the actual movie of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. You can see him on there. He's in there. So I'm going to look back at that and definitely check out and, and, and play that clip on that show. So if you haven't got a chance to check it out, you can also check it out on the exclusive page of TalkTownLive.com. There's a tab for exclusives. And, and if you scroll down, you could definitely listen to the uh, episode in full one of the four episodes it was i guarantee it was the first episode that i, I mean the first interview i've ever done with him and uh check it out but i'll, I'll play that clip of it because uh, it was one of the things that i really enjoyed talking to him about when we first started talking um the first of four i believe that we had on this show um it, it's just been fantastic with him he's one of my favorite guests to be on the show he's supported this uh show and come on the show many a times and um it's awesome I, every once in a while i text him to you know say uh what's up how you doing what's going on you know and thank you for his instagram tweets by the way which by the way you can follow him there uh at ruben langdon and you can follow me at Xavier underscore josiah on uh instagram as well and keep the support people i really appreciate it now more than ever it's been awesome here so folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and please be safe.
It's 2021. Let's make it happen, people. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.